Uh, okay. Yeah, I've got it. Um, I hope you practiced in the shower like I did. Um, we could sing the intro song. Oh, no! This will be funny. We could take a, have a few takes if you want. You know the words, right? No, no, no. You don't? Here's a funny story. No, I don't know them off my heart. I know a few of them. I just go... I, I used to sing the second verse incorrectly. I don't know the lyrics to anything. Um... All I know is, like, it's fresh mango juice. Yes. See, when it says or drinking fresh mango juice, I, for some reason, for, like, ten years, thought it said speaking French and then mango juice. And finally my wife, yeah, and finally my wife was like, you know they're saying drinking fresh. And I'm like, no, they're not. And she's like, think about it. What, what you're saying makes zero sense speaking French mango juice. And I was like, well, yeah, he talked about getting into a shipwreck. I just thought he was a little confused. And she's like, no, you're confused. Oh, my God. Why are we not recording this on the internet? I am, I am recording it. See, this is all stuff that we, we need to talk about while it's going on. But, yeah, it, uh, it doesn't pick up until, like, the third or fourth season or something. At first, it's just this, like... Yeah. That was terrible. I'm sorry. Okay, you want us to sing the theme. <laughs> I, I even practiced in the shower. I did, and I was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she was like, she was joking. <laughs> yeah, I actually did think so. I was like, oh, he's not going to get me to sing. Hell no. Okay. okay. So, uh,. Hello, and welcome to Would You Like Some Toast, a Red Dwarf commentary podcast starring the lovely and talented Sarah Willoughby. Hello. And myself, Jesse Moore. Um, yeah, this is going to be a, uh, you know, we're going to sit down, watch some Red Dwarf, and talk about it. Why not? I was looking the other day, and I think there's only like maybe 10 Red Dwarf podcasts. So, really? I'm actually yeah. surprised there's not, like, loads of them dedicated to this. Like, I mean, unless I was searching incorrectly, I don't know. <laughs> like a hidden one. But, so we can maybe tackle that market, which is, you know, rich for content. Mm-hmm. I always feel like Red Dwarf's kind of an underdog, you know? Not a, a lot of people talk about it. I mean, I don't know. It might be, but, you know, you're from England. So that's that's what's really interesting about this is you're going to get the full hands-on experience. Well, I'm just some guy who saw it one night and was like, hey, this is pretty cool. Yeah, we're quite lucky. I mean, um, we've got quite a good kind of set of comedy over in the UK. Especially with, like, Red Dwarf. You've got people who really love Red Dwarf, ones who really like Only Fools and... One to really like Forty Towers, the Monty Python. We're quite lucky. Yeah, I've always been a fan of the, the English humor with, I guess, a U. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I have a funny face. I'm not funny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You know how you spell? Yeah, spell it differently. So, like, this Red Dwarf came out in '88, and um, I would have been six. So. I wasn't born. Oh, okay. So. When did you uh, first hear Red Dwarf, I guess? I actually 
had it from my sister about probably about five or six years ago. Well, actually, I'll say it's about five years ago. And she was raving it, going, oh, my God, this is such a good show. And I used to kind of look down on it, going, oh, my God, it's not funny at all. Oh, my God, what are you on about? And I was actually watching it with my boyfriend one night, and he introduced me to, like, he kind of gave me, like, I think it's one of the fourth seasons, one of the episodes on there, and I was hooked from then. It was hilarious, so. Oh, okay. I was a late bloomer in regards to Loving Red Dwarf. I was curious as how it how it, like... Like, do you ever hear other people talking about it much, or...? Um, not really. I think you need to bring it up. Like, yeah. oh, do you watch Red Dwarf? Do you watch Red Dwarf? Or kind of say a Red Dwarf, um, kind of quote. Yeah. Hear if they kind of reply back. If they just look at you like, what the f*** are you on about? <laughs> then you know that they're not a Red Dwarf watch. <laughs> just yell at someone, sneak her. <laughs> and they're like... What is that? No, no. Someone's having a stroke. Please call a Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there's so many quotes in there that I love. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we should say them all now. Yeah, we're just, the whole episode. Just, we're just going to quote. Not <laughs> yeah. even get to the first episode. Just saying all the quotes now. <laughs> get it all out of the way. We have nothing left. Do you, do you still see like merchandise though? Um. Not really, hmm. not in shops or anything like that, but then again, I live in a weird area that doesn't sell anything kind of geeky, so. Oh, okay. Um, maybe in places like London, but I really would have to check. Yeah. I mean, it's not something like Marvel comics that are quite big in the UK at the moment. Yeah. Where you can easily go and pick up a figurine of, like, Spider-Man or something, but Red Wolf is very hard to come by. You might have to just go online in the UK. So I guess it really is just a, a cult thing everywhere. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it's got it's got a market for it. Yeah. Um, oh no, that makes. Sense. I I think the see, the first time I saw it, it was on this uh, channel that I could only pick up at night because it was uh, from a city about two hours away, and it was real fuzzy because you know we didn't have cable or anything. And I remember, "Are you being served?" came on. Yes. And I was like, oh, this show's funny. <laughs> and, um, I, God, they, have, they had a really good cast. I liked all the characters on there. Mr. Peacock. Um, <laughs> and then right after it, this weird space show came on. And I was like, whoa, this is like Star Trek, but funny. And, um, it was the episode Legion. And I just, I remember losing my shit when Legion was, uh, Make or they had to use those uh, telepathic spoons or something, <laughs> and like all the food was flying into Rimmer because they had just he just gave him he's like oh you, I've given you hard light and that means you can touch things and he's like awesome now I can touch things so then all the things touched him in the face and <laughs> that was just amazing it was just a smart show and I just loved all the characters instantly it was it was fantastic. And it was hard to come by because, like, it wouldn't play, like, it would only play, like, every other Saturday night at, like, 10.30 at night. Yeah. Um, you know, if it was bad weather, I wouldn't be able to pick it up. So it had to be clear skies, and and I, I think that was even before the Internet. But then once the Internet came along, I could be like, hey, I wonder if anyone's heard of this weird show. Hmm. I mean, it, I don't know because I rarely watch TV. I think 
I don't know, like in the good old days of its prime. I don't know whether it was like on BBC Two or something. I don't. Then, since like I remember it being on Dave. Yeah, it's definitely. I think it still might be on Dave. I know that recently. I say recently. It's probably about four months ago. They had like a marathon, I think, of Red Dwarf. Awesome. Could be mistaken, but they more or less like Dave do a lot of things on Red Dwarf, like a lot of marathons and a lot of like. Yeah. I wonder if people are as excited as probably we are of the two new seasons that are going to be created. They better be. <laughs> I mean, I remember a lot of people gave uh, Back to Earth some shit, but I thought it was pretty funny. I, I especially loved when he went to the gaming shop and the guy behind the clerk was like, that's Craig Charles I'm talking to. <laughs> and Craig Charles is asking him where he can find Craig Charles. And he's like, oh, yeah. you're correct, Charles. They go on the set of, like, a Coronation Street. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Coronation Street. It's one of the soap operas. Oh, okay. It's amazing. And, um, a little side thing. You know, the new BattleBots just recently came out, and everyone's talking about it over here. And I'm like, I always watch Robot Wars, <laughs> because that had Craig Charles in it. <laughs> Yeah, we always used to watch Robot Wars. I love Robot Wars. And they had those crazy robots, like the, the giant, like, like one with, the, like, the knight helmet and the big, like, pickaxe, and you would just smash other robots in the half. I know. That show was so violent <laughs> for robots. <laughs> you see, like, what is it, fridge freezers and TVs were getting nervous when they are watching it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So if you're going to bring back BattleBots, you need to bring back Robot Wars. I agree. And give Craig Charles his job again. Exactly. I wonder if he's a nice guy in, like, real life. He seems like he could be either really nice or kind of, like, eh, I don't really have time to talk to you. Really? I think he might be a nice person. I think they all seem, like, generally nice people, but yeah. I've never met any of them. Robert Llewellyn looks like he's probably the nicest. Yeah, he did a show in on Dave where he was, like, giving people a lift home and a lift home, a lift to work or something. It was, like, um, kind of fly on the wall kind of thing where oh, he was in his car and it was, like, a flog, basically. I remember seeing a few of those episodes. All the ones with, like, I think the one with, like, Chris Berry and, uh, um, was it Danny Jones-Jules or Jules Jones? John hey. Jules. Yeah. Funny Jules, yeah. Yeah. I love the cat. <laughs> I mean, who would you, like, this is all, every single question I ask a Red Dwarf, like, fanatic. What character do you associate yourself more with? Lister. Really? Because uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of lazy. Um, I just want to have a good time, you know? Get out of town. <laughs> See, it's hard for me, because I'm a cross between a Crichton and a cat. Because I, I have my vain moments where yeah. I make this look good. <laughs> it's just like, and other times I'm very, you know, prim and popper and by the rule book. I could, I could see maybe just a little bit of Crichton, just because I do like to please people, and he's kind of programmed to do that. Yeah. And sometimes I have my dark moments where I do feel very Rimmerish, so... <laughs> I'd say the one I, I least relate to is Cat, just because, I mean, I, 
I've never once been like, oh, man, I'm looking great. <laughs> oh, shit, I must sound very vain and arrogant right now. Oh, wait, no, I'm no, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I, I guess we should start the episode. I mean... <laughs> yeah, we've pretty much been talking yeah. since the episode. I mean, we're still going to talk. It's just now we'll be more focused, I guess. Sorry, so we've got... Um, I think next time I'll watch the Netflix version, too. That way we're more synced up. But we should be fine, this this pilot episode. Anyway, we're starting at pretty much the very beginning. Um, if you live in the U.K., it's on Netflix. Um, otherwise, I'd say try to find the DVDs or, you know, borrow them from a friend, even if that friend is on the Internet. Just do what you can. Or if you just want to listen to us talk about it, hopefully we'll... If you've seen the show before, you're, I mean, you you know what we're talking about, so um, starting at the very beginning, gonna press play in three, two, one, and there we go. And so it starts off with uh, someone painting something. You know, I just noticed because I never really looked at the face, but yeah, that is Lister painting there. Yeah, I didn't realize that until Rick actually told me that it was this. Because like, oh, they got how did they get a crew to paint it? If they're like, you know, I'm not even going to say what's going to happen. Yeah. Who was painting that? I mean, that had to be a crappy job. I mean, you think maybe he had to do it because like he got in trouble or something, or that was just part of what he does. Because mm. he's kind of had like the um, lower parts of the job, didn't he? Yeah. But he seems like he has as much fun. You know, just, you know, slobbing about the galaxy. Yeah. And, like, this shot is so, like, iconic. And you have no idea you're about to see a comedy. If you're just coming in fresh. And then, you know, singing about the different planets and moons and stuff. And we're already establishing that... Rimmer is a dick. Exactly. And you already kind of have a nice warmth for Lister. Yeah. You're like, he's the everyman. And this exactly. is... Exactly, he's like... This is a good bit here. <laughs> for he's, he's not supposed to make any sound or anything. <laughs> and you, right now... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, I can't talk. You told me not to talk. And, <laughs> and then he's going to write him up. Like he always writes him up. And that's a running gag throughout the show. I think the banter between them is quite amazing. They have the best chemistry. They do. And you get... they Sorry. No, go ahead. I think if they didn't have, like, Rimmer in it, like... I think the chemistry... Oh, I can't even get the words out. Yeah, if it was just think, Lister... Like, yeah, that they... Oh, I can't... Sorry. And this is a good gag. He's, like, explaining what the... Uh, what the thing is, and then he grabs the real thing, and they both look exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> but then he ends up using the one Lister gave him, if you notice. <laughs> he looks 
They have really good, like, body language, too. Yeah. You can see, like, um, Lister has this really nice, relaxed persona, and you see kind of Rimmer, he's very uptight and very upstandish, chest stuck out and everything. <laughs> oh, and the, the whole, <laughs> it's disgusting. Oh, but it's working. That's <laughs> supposed to be disgusting. Oh. And Lister keeps drinking, even though it's terrible. Because <laughs> that's what Lister does. Exactly. I mean, he's the one that has, what was it, warm beer with curry croutons or something in oh it. Oh my god. <laughs> he always gets the worst food, like. Was it sausage with chutney sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> Although I do love a good poppadom. Yeah, a good poppadom, but not in warm beer. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, my quest is to have, uh, I, ever since I, uh, saw this show, I wanted to have lamb vindaloo for the longest time. Mutton vindaloo, that's what it is. And I don't think I've had, had a vindaloo. Not yet, no. I've had, I've had curries, but I don't think I've had a vindaloo. Very, very spicy. Really? Well, if you haven't got a high pain threshold. Yeah. But if you don't like a lot of heat. I can handle some heat. <laughs> oh, I fucking love that with them um, rumors like saluting it. Yes. Carries on and on and on and on. Oh, Todd Hunter, get down! <laughs> I always thought it was weird when he put the the cigarette in his ear, but I was like, I guess that makes sense. Hmm. Like, I mean, that's a. I mean, it would hold it there, but I just it'd be weird. He pulls it off though. It's it's such a Lister move. He's a very little move. Convenience man, that's what he is. Yeah. Don't <laughs> <laughs> <Dead in> my foot. <laughs> You're obstructing me. Fucking <laughs> rumor. <laughs> and then hopping. He just keeps going on and on and on. Yep. He just doesn't care, does he? Uh, with social beating, got a cigarette in his ear. Yep. <laughs> Good time. <laughs> that pilot. It's one of the best fights. Thing is, though, he doesn't kind of. He's not kind of one of those deviants. He's just casual, like, he does mistakes, and he's like, shakes it off, he's not, like, purposely making to make mistakes. Yeah. Then again, you've got Rimmer, he's very up high, and I think he just is a little bit power-hungry. I kind of like, like, the casting for Captain Hollister, I thought he was a good captain. Hmm, I think so. God, I still, have you seen the, uh, the pilot episode for the American version of Red Dwarf? No, I haven't. Oh my god, it is the worst thing in the world. Like, uh, I think Captain Hollister's there, and Robert Llewellyn was in it for some reason. Hmm, it's quite strange, because American shows seem to imitate British shows quite a lot. They do. Like, the, you got In-Betweeners that you've oh, from us. That show, no. The, the, the British version is so much better. It is... That show, hands down, is one of my favorite shows. Like, I can pinpoint the moment I... Because it's the British humor. It must be, but... 
but it's it's so understandable though. Even though I don't know, I don't understand some people that say that they don't get British because it's just I don't know. It's, I guess it's different, but but I can pinpoint the moment I laughed the most at anything, and that was episode one, season two of In Betweeners when he, when he punches that fish that I lost it. And I tried watching one of the American versions of the in-betweeners, and I'm like, why even try? Why do do this? Why don't they just show it over here? Show the English one. I don't understand. I think it's just a very... It's an English thing, like I think some of our shows, and I think it can't really be imitated to how it's done here. Like, yeah. It's not sounds snobby at all. I mean, sometimes Americans can pull off, and even every other country can pull off what we have done. But it's like you can't mimic in between us where it's very much like taking like our British culture, like today's culture, and it's very hard to mimic unless you actually live in the UK. <laughs> well, I don't, and I'm not saying they should mimic it. They, what I'm saying is, why don't they just show the English version over here? Yeah, that's what I didn't understand. Like, like I'm, um, there are some, like shameless, I guess. Like, shameless you guys have got. I mean, I haven't seen you the one in the US, US version, I mean, it could be good, but again, it's very much like our US culture of being on the dole and things like that, and being benefit people. Yeah. I will say Steve Carell was really good in, in the American office. Yeah, I think that's one thing that they did better than us, like, as much as Ricky Gervais was good, I think um, the US office is much better than the UK version. I think it's like they make a lot of like I guess references to like cultural things that I guess some people wouldn't understand exactly which I don't know like <laughs> they reference things I have no clue about in Red Dwarf but I understand it's a joke and so I still kind of get some enjoyment but then half the other jokes I get so I guess I don't know <laughs> they have to uh, say, remember, we're in the future, so we have uh, this guy who used to be dead, he's kind of not dead anymore. And you're like, oh, what's going to happen? And they have talking computers. And this is where you're going to find a, a key element of the Red Dwarf show. Oh, God, that guy, I love that guy. Uh, Ron Weasley's dad. <laughs> Also in the, um, I think it's in the Far Show as well. Another. Have you ever seen that Far Show? No, I don't think so. No, I only know him from this show and, and Ron Weasley's dad. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, of course he's gonna go for it. <laughs> Do you feel it? <laughs> And they do that thing with their arms. And River has everything written down on his body. So, hey, it's the guy that used to be dead. He's not dead no more. So he's a hologram. So that's an interesting spin on the show. You know, it's kind of crappy if, like, you haven't seen this before and, like, this is your first time watching, and you're like, oh, all these cool people. 
in a couple minutes. Ooh. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Like, I don't mean to think in advance, but he looks very pale for a hologram. Yeah. Well, I know he's technically dead, but his hologram isn't. Yeah. Like, he's a hologram. Why is his hologram really pale? <laughs> Maybe he's always pale like that. I did read something. He, that guy was supposed to be an Australian. Really? But they casted him as a... I just read this. Oh, well, he, they wanted someone with a Welsh accent. Oh. So, I, I mean, I don't know the different regional English accents, so... Does that sound Welsh? That, I think that is Welsh. I can't hear it properly. Yeah. That is Welsh. You've got Scottish, you've got Irish, then you've got, like, Liverpool, like, from Liverpoolians. Yeah. Liverpool. The Scousers. Scousers, yeah, that was a shit Scouser accent. <laughs> Newcastle. Scousers. <laughs> um, you kind of got Northern accents, which is... Like, I knew a Northerner who kind of sounded like a Southerner, but he had a Northern twang. Like, I don't know where he... I think he came from, like, Warrington or something. So, yeah, well, there's so many different dialects. <laughs> oh, he's taking his book out. We get to see Rimmer in his underwear. You can kind of see his his bulge there if you're looking closely. Is that you can kind of see some like his testicle right there? I don't... One of us was looking at something important, but I won't tell the listener who. <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes with all. <laughs> 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 he, just got, he has to act like he knows everything. You know, in the series, they meant they refer to him as a mulatto a lot, and I don't know if that would fly very well in the states. What? Say that again. They they reference Lister as a mulatto, and uh, yes, he's because he's a uh, he's half black and white, I guess. Oh, I get what you mean. So, like in the states, if they they called him a mulatto like that. I don't know if that would... Yeah, I've never heard of that reference. Hmm. And then they talk about it, and Rimmer calls Lister that a few times in the series. Oh, what episode? I didn't realize that. I thought that just meant, like, a fish or something. No. So, okay, this this scene I read, uh, they had to do it several times, because the first few times, uh, when Lister crouched down, you could see his balls. 
Which those swords are pretty short. And it's getting pretty close there. Wow, really to the danger zone. Which is funny, because if you look... That cat looks so annoyed. Like, why the fuck is my here? Like, this guy's holding me. Yeah. This picture in my face. Let me go home. <laughs> Another day at the office. This scene is pretty genius. Mm -hmm. Look at uh, all these pens in that. He's so armed for the exam. Well, physically, anyway. <laughs> I love how... Just as he looks at the questions, he's just like, Oh my god, what am I doing? And there's this really great bit where this guy looks at him. <laughs> that guy gives him a thumbs up. Gives him a thumbs up. <laughs> the fuck is that? Who does that? I've never took a test in any kind of class, and the guy in front of me turns around and gives me a thumbs up. <laughs> what is he doing here? palm print as well of ink which he had rubbed off of one of his arms and then just signed it <laughs> <laughs> and then he salutes <laughs> which I guess is kind of better than the whole I am the fish thing or I am the fish oh, oh I can't say your name Chrissy Chance interest was it it's horrible to me. I can't never pronounce it. Chikansky. Chrissy Kochansky. How do you say it? Chrissy Kochansky. Co. Kochansky. Chrissy. 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 Kochansky. Oh, so, two actresses played Kochansky. Which one was your favorite? Um, I would probably say the later one, to be honest, because you just saw more of her. Yeah. I, I don't know, I liked the first one, but I'm just, I liked her accent a lot better. <laughs> Why they did that? Why they changed her? That's probably something to do with like maybe she was busy or money or I don't know. Is it something to do with the pilot episodes as well? They have a habit of changing lineups. Yeah, but I mean she's been like it seemed like because there's a few flashback episodes or weird like ex like other uh, dimension episodes. Yeah. yeah, where she's back in them. That was the one thing that I, I didn't like about the Red Dwarf is the um, two Kochanskis. Yeah. <laughs> I said it. I am so proud. The podcast taught me something. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! Sir? <laughs> I do respect you, sir. <laughs> I mean, you gotta get... Like, he... He didn't want to, you know, give up his cat. 
It's part of his plan. I mean, putting yourself in this situation, you would probably do the same going status rather than giving yeah. a cat. Then again, you would probably take your cat with you just in case when you're in status they would nick it. Well, when you have the cat, they would be like, hey, there's the cat we want, and they would just take it from you. So I, I guess they somehow couldn't find him. I think, yeah, because... Uh, um, oh, yeah, the, this is great. The, the explanation of stasis with the pseudoscience stuff. It's, they, they do a lot of that weird, uh, here's a bunch of techno babble that makes a whole lot of nonsense if you, you're not inclined scientifically, but it, it makes the show sound more, uh, I don't know, on par with science fiction, but in a silly way. And now we're about to get to the real Red Dwarf. <laughs> and you see lots of pile of sugar around, yeah. all on the desk when um, Rimmel was having his examination. I think I read um, that like the main language that they used was Esperanto. <laughs> Everybody's dead. They're all dead. They're all dead. And he's just eating it. Yeah. They're all dead. <laughs> like, okay, who walks around, hey, look at these, like, piles of powder. My first instinct is to taste them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's dead Dave. He's dead Winston Dave. Bennett. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me everybody's dead? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we need half the crew. <laughs> trying to identify all the bodies yeah. with piles of dust. Todd Hunter. <laughs> I didn't recognize him with his report book. God, could you imagine waking up five million years later? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they haven't said it yet. Spoiler alert. There we go. Oh, three million. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This> expression. <laughs> I still got that library book. <laughs> so oh, this... Being dead, it's just like I've still got that library book 300 million years later. <laughs> you are still alive, the age difference would be insurmountable. <laughs> Holly, Holly's so good. That was, I mean, I like Hilly and all, but when they switched to from Holly to Hilly, I guess it was kind of crappy. I mean, like, I liked both of them, but even equally as much. I was hoping at some point they would have both of them up and running. Didn't they bring Holly back in uh, the last season, mm -hmm. Series 10? I think that's when they... I think they did it when they kind of... When the nanobots brought back Red Wolf. I think he was back then. Oh, okay. Hmm. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that. 
why did they change it? Like, I know there was an episode where something happened, and then they just swapped them around for no apparent reason. There was no explanation, I don't think. Uh, yeah, it was one of the episodes where they needed, like, switch red dwarfs or something. Oh. I thought it was immediately after they did the alternative universe. It might have been. Um, I will get to there, so. We, yeah, it's so down, Sarah. <laughs> I'm so eager, sorry, I'm, I'm thinking ahead. So much, we could do this whole season today. <laughs> yeah. So I have, a, a, I have another friend that they, uh, him and his fiance are Red Dwarf fans, and I remember uh, they'd always tell me that uh, they didn't like the first season very much. That they they like to start with the second season and then watch the first season. And I don't know. I always thought that was kind of silly. I mean, I couldn't get into the. Um I mean, as much as the first and the second and the third one were all right, I just thought it got brought to life a little bit more when Crichton was more involved, when he had more of a humour and things like that, and we started to kind of break his programming. Yeah. Yeah, we don't even see Crichton for a while. This whole first season, no Crichton. Now. <laughs> I'll remember it. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this is a good bit. But he still grab he still landed on something. Oh, introduction of This is monumentous. Such a character. I could see where like this he would be off putting to some people. Like in yeah, I could see where like I like him at first until I started to appreciate like actually it's, it's yeah because he is a cat. <laughs> it's my shadow. <laughs> my shadow's looking nice. <laughs> looking nice. I just love these costumes. Every single episode, yeah, there's always a different costume with him. Ow. <laughs> I like what? <laughs> so I make myself look big, and he started to kind of do what a cat would do, like stand on hind legs, and yeah. I feel like they were kind of expressionless, though, in that scene. I don't mean to nitpick, but they could have reacted a little better. I, I think know. that, um, I don't know, like, I think that was perfect, them just running away, not saying anything, like, uh. you know. I don't think they needed to, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like, what the fuck is going on? I've got a hologram, all the crew, crew is dead, I've eaten half the crew, I've been asleep for three billion years, a million years, and then someone's just pretending to be a cat, and yeah. then standing on hind legs. <laughs> There's not much you can do. 
So Holly's explaining the evolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he irons and iron out your creep. Yeah. Where did he get that? <laughs> <laughs> like, did he forget it was a hologram? Or is that the reason he did that? Because he knew he was... had. Oh, yeah. You monkeys eat on the floor! <laughs> oh, my God. And then... There's so many great jokes like this. Like... trying to pamper him as though he's an actual animal. Yeah. That is, yeah, that is, I never really thought about that. You know, he's still treating him like he's a cat, but he's, I mean, he's a cat, but he's more sentient than a cat. Yeah. I guess. Smart myself up a bit. It's <laughs> not Frankenstein. Oh, God, I love... Like, they only do a few things about this whole, like, cat society. I wish they would have did more about it, because I thought it was really fascinating. Even it was ridiculous. <laughs> Close to the stupid. This <laughs> to the stupid! Oh, he's so bright-eyed right now. <laughs> Going to go to Fiji. <laughs> Salon's coming home. And then it ends with the beginning. And then, Hold outside, there's no kind of atmosphere. We're all alone, more or less. I want to fly far away from here. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, sun, sun, sun. I want to lie shipwrecked and comatose, drinking fresh mango juice, goldfish shoals nipping at her toes, fun, 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 in the sun, sun, sun. Ah. Uh. That's such a catchy song. It's catchy, and it's also quite, I think it's, Sometimes it can be quite haunting. I don't know what it is, but yeah. um, I think in some of the introductions or some of the outros, like, it sounds more menacing. I don't know why it is. It could just be me. Yeah. Well, I guess that's uh, the first episode, the end. Um, yeah. Season one. Yeah, the end of the end. <laughs> we've got more. We've got five more to go on this season. Um, I think they had six episodes for most of the run, and then I want to say, like, eight is when they started doing eight episodes. But then Back to Earth was three, and then ten. Well, Back to Earth wasn't technically a season. They People thought season nine, but it was, like, just a, like a 
what do you call it, a mini-series. Yeah. I think we call it a spin-off. Really? No, wait. A spin-off is something completely different. Yeah, a spin-off would be like if you had a show about, like, Camille. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not with it. (laughs) Okay. Like how um, Happy Days was a spin-off of this other show. Um, no, um, Love American Style or something? Something weird. I probably could have given a way better example. Oh, Frasier is a spin-off of Cheers. Yeah, I didn't know that until someone told me. I was like, really? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, oh. Which I never... <laughs> But I love Frasier. Frasier's a great show. Yeah. I like watching it in the mornings because it's always on Channel 4 about, I think, it's either half seven or eight o'clock in the morning before everyone loves Raymond. Oh, God. Sure. So, it's just, always on Frasier. Just so uh, you know, not everyone loves Raymond. <laughs> I don't, I'm 50-50 on the show. I mean, I really have to be in the mood to watch it. It's one of those shows where I don't mind it being on but I won't watch it if something else is on. Like, I'm more or less, if everyone loves Raymond on, I'll probably watch the news, because also the news has a massive red timer which tells me I should get my ass out of the door if I need to go to work. <laughs> I do love his mother and father, though. They're pretty funny on that show. And, and we just somehow turned the Red Dwarf podcast into the American television podcast. But it overlays the TV. Sure. <laughs> just comparing... <laughs> Yeah, uh, this has been Would You Like Some Toast? Um, You'll get that reference later. Yes. For some reason I thought he was in this episode too, but maybe he's in the second episode. I know he's early on. Yeah, he's... It's a different person. Yeah. Because he sings in that, doesn't he? I think it was a woman. Sounds like a very masculine-sounding woman. Really? Hmm. I never get the woman vibe. It probably is a man, but for me it sounds like a woman. Hmm. But the voice was indistinguishable. I just know the fly me to the moon, hey! <laughs> oh, gotta love Red Dwarf. We should, uh, do you want to plug, like, your Twitter or anything, or? Oh, you want me to say my Twitter? If you want, like, you just, I don't want people to know I did this podcast. <laughs> you don't want anyone to know that you did the podcast? That's, no, that's what you're. What? If, I mean, do you want to share your Twitter or your YouTube or anything? Do you want to plug yourself? Oh. Or do you not want to be affiliated with this podcast? No, I do want to be affiliated with this podcast. I thought you were going to introduce your Twitter first. I'll probably just introduce my Twitter. Okay. Which is at Sarah Sharkbait. All right. Awesome. So, follow, follow that. <laughs> And then you'll pretty much be opened up to my YouTube and everywhere else. Yeah. You have uh, two Instagrams, though. Yeah, I do. One was actually supposed to be solely for showing off, like, geeky and game stuff. And then suddenly it suddenly turned into a personal thing. And I'm like, okay, now I've got two personal accounts. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) It was meant to be just strictly gaming. So what you're saying saying is there's going to be a third one soon. (laughs) Yes, there's going to be a third one dedicated to makeup, and then it suddenly turns into a personal account. Yes, and then there'll be a fourth one. <laughs> For the Red Wolf podcast, yes. and that'll turn into a personal Another account. Another 
Oh, awesome. And uh, <laughs> mine is at Sega underscore legend. And um, yeah, that's. Would you like some toast? Would you like some toast? Signing off. Crumpet. Or a crumpet. <laughs> or a scone. Egg. <laughs> or a waffle. Yeah, waffle. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>